Patience turned to the bed, and her gaze collided with a pair of perceptive black eyes. She stiffened and clasped her hands together, polite and ladylike. Absurd, considering the circumstances. A naked man on her late husband's bed, covered by little more than a brown quilt, his breeches draped on the wardrobe. If she accorded him the opportunity, she scarcely envisioned the tales he'd divulge. She only had to glance at his rough face to know he was a man of mystery and experiences better left unspoken. I didn't think you were awake, she offered. Aye, so it seems. Luca heard the weariness colouring his voice. He chased the weariness away with a ragged cough and choked groan. His mouth was dry, as if he'd been eating sand. He clutched the sides of the mattress until the quavering in his forearms subsided. How are you? the woman asked. She looked so slight, so fragile, her huge blue eyes glistening with worry. Thirsty, she smiled, an understanding beam lighting her heart-shaped face. I have tea. Good, he managed, although ale would have been better. He winced at the sunlight streaming through the window and squeezed his eyes shut, trying to shake off the cobwebs, thick and scratchy, blurring his brain. She brought a porcelain teacup filled with tea to the bed and angled him to a sitting position. He felt her gaze on him as he drank greedily. Who's Marco? She turned to the night table and refilled the cup. Is he your father? Lucas stiffened and opened his eyes. Why do you ask? She placed the cup in his hands and steadied it. While you were feverish, you called out for father. At first I thought you meant our father in heaven, our God. You mean your God? Luca accepted the cup and shrugged off her hands. And my earthly father is dead. Dead to me, he amended to himself. You dreamt of him, she said. Twas a nightmare. Despite her questioning gaze, Luca refused to say more. It was the same nightmare that had tortured his sleep for years. He'd walked with his father at night, going on a fox hunt. One didn't walk on a fox hunt at night. One rode a fine horse during the day. But such was the nature of nightmares. He was three years old, but he'd assured his father he was old enough to catch the fastest fox in the forest because he'd made his own slingshot. They'd held hands, but his father let go and Luca was left alone. A fox lunged at him, its hot breath and sharp teeth nearing his face. Luca's heart raced. His hands shook as he tried to climb a tree. He'd scream for his father, but the skeletal tree limbs far beyond his small hands ridiculed him by their distance. My father will search until he finds me, he'd assured the trees. He'll not leave me to be mauled by a fox. Luca always cried in his dream, despising himself afterward for his weakness. He could never shake the fear, the panic that gripped him afterwards, the emptiness of abandonment, nor the shame of defeat. Do you miss your father? the woman asked. Lucas stared into his empty cup as though it might offer a plausible answer. "'Twas simply a nightmare, and it will fade,' he said. "'I have nightmares sometimes,' 
Those enormous blue eyes studied him. He averted his gaze, handed her the teacup, and searched for a reply to appease her. He'd heard her voice while he'd slept, coming from a long way away. He doubted the voice was real, the tone so kind, so reassuring. No one had ever spoken to him like that. No one had ever reassured him that all would be well. Certainly never an Englishwoman. In your nightmares, do you fight off the evil villain? he asked. Of course. The honourable are always victorious over the wicked. There wasn't a hint of alarm or misgivings or disgust on her expression. Never in his life had an aristocratic lady looked at him thus. To the English, he was a dirty gypsy, a person to loathe, a person beneath them.